When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Tuesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We have got a lot to dive into during the course of today's program. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, by the way, is going to join us at 2 o'clock Eastern. That is 11 a.m. on the West Coast. Make sure that you go ahead and put a notation there. You can, If you're not going to be in your car, not going to be listening, you can make sure that you go listen to that on the podcast. We're going to talk about Biden's messy press conference yesterday where he tried to pretend that he hadn't blown up the speech that he gave in Poland. Uh, we will talk about a recent poll that just came out from Harvard Harris. In fact, I'm going to tell you about it here momentarily. The latest fallout on Will Smith. Uh, we'll have some fun with that. Top Gun 2 official trailer. Buck and I were talking about how much we love Top Gun uh, a little bit. We'll have some fun with that. Also, the Biden budget is out. And not surprisingly, there are some wildly left-wing moves that are being made, particularly as it pertains to tax increases. And there is potentially a bit, I wouldn't want to call it a ceasefire, but a dial down in the overall intensity of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. But is Russia playing fair? Are these legitimate discussions about potentially ending the invasion or Is it a feint designed to put the Ukraines uh, on the wrong foot so that when Russia comes back even stronger than before, that would be an opportunity for them? Basically figuring out what exactly the Russians are trying to pull off is difficult. It's also difficult to figure out what our current commander in chief is able to say and do, given that he is clearly 
not of sound mind. And I don't know how many of you saw the press conference yesterday. I'm going to play a couple of cuts for you. But to me, the most uh, troubling moment of this press conference was when a photo went out that showed Joe Biden holding a uh, a piece of paper that says tough Putin Q&A talking points with the questions and the answers already there. For instance, the first question, Buck, that was there was, if you weren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? Can you clarify? And then there are bullet points here. I was expressing the moral outrage I felt toward the actions of this man. I was not articulating a change in policy. It's multi-pages here, basically letting him know what questions he was going to be getting and what his answer should be, which plays in, I know, Buck, people used to want to say, oh, Trump is the, the Manchurian candidate. Somebody's whispering in his ear. He's not making his own choices. Clearly, Joe Biden is not the captain of his own ship in the White House. This is a, I believe, Ron Klain presidency. Ron Klain is the chief of staff. Biden is not capable right now of being the commander in chief. Let's just compare for a moment the calls that were made regularly by the biggest Democrat news outlets in the country to remove President Trump using the 25th Amendment, which is not a I don't like the guy in charge amendment. It's the this person is is physically and mentally incapable, incapable, not I don't like incapable of doing the job. President Trump would do off the cuff rallies for two and a half hours at a time where he was funny he would talk policy he'd have one-liners he he did this all throughout his presidency president trump would stop constantly and not just take questions from the press remember the press walks around holding little glasses of lemonade for joe biden you know holding little sippy cups for him it's it's pathetic but that's basically what they do obviously uh you know peter ducey and, and a handful of others um are exceptions to that. But in general, the press just walks around, you know, fluffing the pillows for Biden and making sure that he's comfortable. Trump walked around. The guy they said was not of sound mind. Trump walked around and was dealing with ambushes from the press corps off the cuff. He didn't have a little note card that said, you know, oh, this is what you're going to say. And he was slapping the press around so effectively, so to speak, in a matter of speaking. We have to. Yes. Given the slap discussion. Uh, that, uh, you know, that, that Clay, they were constantly outraged about it because he was better at it than they were. And I, I just think you, you sit here, you say, isn't it amazing? One presidency to the next, the way you don't even hear whispers from the press corps about the 25th Amendment with somebody who just watch him, folks, just listen to him. Let's listen uh, to a couple of these cuts. If you missed it yesterday, uh, first, Biden says, I'm not walking anything back. Let's play cut three. I'm not walking anything back. The fact of the matter is, I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man. Just just brutality. So he is walking it back, Buck. But more difficult to even analyze here is the White House. Biden can't be upset with anybody in the media or anyone out there who was paying attention to what he was saying his own white house immediately after his off-the-cuff comments at the end the nine words about for god's sake we basically have to get rid of this guy those nine words immediately necessitated a white house response 
making it clear that Biden wasn't saying what he was actually saying. So that's one. And then Peter Ducey, to his credit, as you mentioned him just a minute ago, Buck, he's the only guy, it feels like, in the White House press corps who's actually willing to point out when Biden is inconsistent. And so listen to him tell Peter Ducey, don't believe what you actually heard. You're mistaken. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like just in the last couple of days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. I mean, he's just making it up as he goes along. He'll get away with it, and the way the the condescending tone uh, to Ducey here, just because the press is all in the tank for Biden, as we know. By the way, they'll continue to be in the tank for him no matter what, until it turns into we have to have a different Democrat in charge here. Whenever that moment comes, then all of a sudden they'll say, yeah, you know what, we shouldn't have. You know, same thing you see, Clay, with uh, which we'll talk about later, defund the police. Now yeah. they've realized that was, yeah. that was, the press was all, they were all in favor of this. They were all lecturing us about how the cops are racist and BLM and let's go march in the streets. And now a lot of people are dead who wouldn't have been based on the massive increase in homicides across the country, the biggest increase uh, we've seen in recorded history over an 18-month period. Last year, the worst year in 25 years for murders nationwide. And guess what? In the Biden budget, now they're talking about refunding. Now with Joe Biden, they're gonna they're they're still pushing the lie, right? We're we're in the march in the streets because it feel it feels good phase still for the press at some level. And also, there's this prospect of a nuclear war in the background. So people do want. I actually want the president to do well on this issue. I actually want President uh, Biden to almost said Trump, President Biden to handle this uh, in an adept fashion. But he's not, Clay, and we all know why. And it's not surprising. And we saw this coming. And they're going to keep the lie going here that this wasn't meaning the elevation of Biden as the president, the from the basement campaign of 2020 wasn't reckless and they weren't just being cynical and exploiting a moment of national panic because of covid as well as the panic over blm and the racist police and the racist system uh until eventually they decide that they actually can't push this guy anymore you know there will come a point at which i think they will it will be unavoidable and i think we're getting closer and closer to that now when you see him kind of shuffling around and muttering um it's it's embarrassing for the country what he said when he was over there was clearly, I mean, you have Democrats who were saying what he did was a problem. So just to be clear, folks, this is not just a partisan, everything Biden says is bad. I've been, we've been giving them credit, Clay, for no true, no U.S. troops in Ukraine. They haven't done that. That's the right move. You know, not, not going to hit them in places where they've made the right call. When Biden says regime, when it even implies regime change as a U.S. policy as he did, Clay, Putin is the re- Putin is the government. He is the regime. I mean, this isn't like there's some vice president waiting to take over and everything's going to be happy and and all great. And there are thousands of nukes in the balance. Well, and that's why he was reading a scripted statement in Poland. And that to me is why, Buck, it is so staggeringly incompetent that he would go off script. Remember, the sales pitch on Biden is this is a guy. The adults are going to be back in the room. They're going to be able to handle significant geopolitical issues and 
whatever you want to say about Biden, he seems to hang his hat on his foreign policy experience, even though he's wrong oftentimes, almost all of them, as one of Obama's one of Obama's own advisors pointed out. But to just blurt out at the end of a speech something that significant, those nine words that completely destroy your previous 27 minutes, and then try to pretend. I mean, he spent now multiple days trying to explain what he meant by those comments. It really undercuts any argument at all that he's more stable than Trump would have been. And certainly, again, we've been making the argument on this program, and I think it's the number one question to be asking. And here in a little bit, we'll talk about this Harvard-Harris poll results, which I think the American public is starting to feel the same way. It's the question that nobody can answer if they are a big-time Democrat supporter. If Donald Trump was such an asset of the Russians, why was Vladimir Putin afraid to invade Ukraine for four years, yet as soon as Biden gets in office, he makes his move? Yeah, the answer is because he feared what Trump might do. He doesn't fear Biden. There are some things that have happened in the last year that are just too obvious and important and powerful as really learning moments, I think, for the country that the apparatus around Biden that tries to hold up the regime and tell us all how great it is. It's just beyond their power. I mean, what you just said, Clay, they, they can they it. can until they're blue in the face. They can say whatever they want at the end of the day. It didn't happen for four years of Trump. It didn't even come close to happen. That's right. Under four years of Trump. I mean, Vladimir Putin, there was no big buildup. There was no head fake of he was going to, you know, invade in the way that he has here. And the same thing you could even say about, about COVID. I mean, at the end of the day, more people died in Biden's first year, the second year of a pandemic when you have better therapeutics, you had a vaccine program. More people died under Biden than died under Trump. For all their talk about how if only if only Joe Biden were president, you know, I, I had to deal with this. I remember right before the pandemic lockdown, I did the Bill Maher show and the whole thing was we're all going to die because it's Trump's fault. And I couldn't even how am I going to argue? First of all, at that point, not a single person had yet died in the U.S. from covid. But how do I make the argument? Because they believed it. It didn't matter that there was no reality behind it. Well, what about that argument that Biden's going to save us from the virus? Biden's going to bring back the world on the on the world stage. We have a massive invasion of Russia. Uh, by Russia of Ukraine, and we have more people dead from COVID in Biden's first year than in Trump's last year, which should be the, I mean, it shouldn't even be close, right? I mean, you should see Biden should have had 50% or 30%, whatever. People see this, and then you add inflation and crime and the border. I mean, talk about border numbers later. Clay, it's a mess. I mean, you and I know it's a mess. Everyone listening knows it's a mess, but we got to hammer this home. Well, and ultimately, that's why if Trump had been, was still president, he was still in office, it would be COVID would be a cudgel that would be being slammed over and over and over into him. And they would be saying, as we approach a million COVID deaths, and I'm putting deaths in quotation marks or COVID deaths in quotation marks, because a lot, again, of people are dying with COVID, not because of it. But what Biden coming into office has shown, in my opinion, is that political responses to COVID were almost all wrong in general and almost no impact. Right. I mean, when you really break this down, I think what we have now seen is the idea that there was any president out there that was going to make it such that covid was not going to have a massive impact on any country is a lie. And even in China, which I'm fascinated to see how this plays out now, Buck, with them shutting down Shanghai, they've had almost no one in theory in China who's had any exposure to covid at all. 
based on what happened in New Zealand and based on what happened in Australia, I don't see how China avoids that occurring now because zero COVID is not a continued tangible yeah. goal. And so I think China is in for a world of hurt personally over how COVID is going right. to spread there. Of course, there's no political accountability in China until, well, if that happened, that would be that would really shake the. Well, earth that would upset the geopolitical that, that, part for that sure. That would be a yeah. big deal. Yeah. But uh, you would think that in places like New Zealand and Australia, here in America, Canada, places where there are still elections that have some real meaning, uh, there needs to be accountability. Accountability is not, oh, let's just move on to the next thing. It's. You morons destroyed lives and businesses and stole countless people's basic freedom and dignity under the promise you were keeping them safe from COVID, and you were wrong. And that yes. means you should never be in a position of decision-making or authority ever again. That's what accountability means. It doesn't mean that you just get to go on to the next thing and, oh, we'll see how the next COVID season is. Uh-uh. Not on our watch, folks. Not going to allow Amen. It. No other organization has made the commitment and the difference to our first responders and military family, uh, families than the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They've been supporting America's heroes and their families for 20 years now, since 9-11. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family stability. Your donations to this organization make that miracle possible for these families. For terribly injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. These are homes that are built specifically to accommodate life-altering injuries. And now, through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our community and our country, need your help. Help these heroes and their families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month. $11 a month, folks. T2T.org. That's the letter T, the number 2, T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks. 
with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. What we all say is very funny. I've been saying on the show for a while now, it's not funny anymore. These are very serious times. People are suffering. They're losing their lives. And you have a president who, it's one thing if you say, oh, he's not all there and the, the White House has to walk back. It's more fundamental than that. It seems to me, in his exchange with Peter Ducey, it's apparent to me, nobody tells him what's going on. Nobody tells him that they walked it back. They're like, Shh, let him be the last to know. That's dangerous. What we see here, people are comparing him to Ronald Reagan. They're so desperate to make Joe Biden something he's not. Comparing Joe Biden to Ronald Reagan from the 1980s, we can't even compare Joe Biden to Joe Biden from the 1980s. Kellyanne Conway there speaking some sense, some uh, cold hard truth there about the situation of Joe Biden. Welcome back to Clay and Buck show. And uh, what we see, I think, is that there is a staff around Biden uh, and, and you could run. We, we've done it somewhat uh, clips of how they'll say sanctions are meant to deter. And then Biden will say sanctions aren't meant to deter. There, there's all this lack of clarity on the messaging. And, and again, we're not talking about the tax rate here. We're talking about matters of war and peace. And in this case, a war that involves a country with thousands of nuclear weapons at its disposal. Clay, precision matters. And I remember when just Trump even wanting to meet with Kim Jong-un was considered the start of World War III by the press corps. Of course, nothing actually happened. Very different tone with Biden. No doubt. And also, remember when uh, Trump killed Soleimani and everyone was like, oh my God, this is officially going to be World War III now. And the reality is, everything that Trump did made us, in my opinion, safer. And almost everything that Biden has done has made us more in danger i mean just just put it out there for everybody my kids the other day had a nuclear war drill how many of you have even heard of a nuclear war drill in the last 30 years it's crazy uh you know what's also crazy spending way too much of your money on a cell phone bill and that's why you need to sign up with our friends at pure talk they use the same exact cell phone towers they give you the same quality of service but for a fraction of the cost this is a u.s based team A lot of them with 20 or more years of experience, plus you're supporting a company run by a U.S. veteran. 
You can switch from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Move your cell phone service to Pure Talk. Pay for just the service you need. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data. How about just 30 bucks a month? How do you sign up from your cell phone? Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk. You save an additional 50% off your first month. You can be switched in less than 10 minutes. Again, how to do it. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless pound 250 do it today welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show about to finish off the month of march encourage all of you to go subscribe to the podcast so we can set a new all-time record for listenership there over 12 million plus let's continue to roll there you can search out my name clay travis you can search out buck sexton the fallout continues of the Will Smith slap heard around the world, Buck. And it is now hit. Uh, Will Smith finally officially apologized to Chris Rock on Instagram yesterday afternoon as this story was not going away. There continue to be discussions about whether or not he should lose his Oscar. The Academy has put out a statement saying his behavior is totally unacceptable. I don't think personally that you should ever take away somebody's award whether it's the Heisman Trophy I thought it was crazy when they took that away from Reggie Bush or whether it's the uh, best actor Oscar or whatever else I do think I don't know what you think about this Buck I do think that Chris Rock um, I don't think Chris Rock himself should press charges I wouldn't if I were Chris Rock but I think LA should charge uh, Will Smith with assault and let me explain why I think that one it's on camera everybody can see it two Regardless of what someone says, you can't walk, in my opinion, walk up on the stage, whether it's a comedian, whether it is an actor in a play, whether it is a politician speaking on a stage, whether it is someone who's performing uh, music, a musician. You can't walk up on the stage and hit someone because of what they said on the stage. That is a crime. And Will Smith, to me, should be charged with their that crime because there is no doubt that he did it. And I understand there are some people out there who are like, well, he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, and so that's what men should do. They should stand up for their wife. Look, I speak redneck. I was raised redneck. I understand SEC football fans and the culture probably better than anyone. I understand that idea. In my opinion, it's totally wrong. You can't hit someone over what they say. Now, if you're under threat of physical violence, if your family's in danger, I always say, Buck, if I get in a fight, and I'm 42, if I get in a fight, either somebody is paying me millions of dollars to get in a fight, and I'm in some sort of boxing match, or myself or my family is in danger. Otherwise, I'm too old to be in a fight. Will Smith's 53. You can't throw a punch or a slap at someone over what they say. Uh, and uh, I think there should be, frankly, consequences because of the precedent being set that if somebody makes a joke you don't like, you just walk up on the stage and hit them. I mean, I think that's crazy. Well, I think that in some jurisdictions, at least, and, and I obviously I'm not a lawyer, but uh, they they wouldn't press charges unless the person, they, they won't bring charges unless the, uh, the person who has been assaulted is a cooperating witness in it, right? And this is just, this is pretty standard. It's also a law enforcement resources thing they uh they're not going to want to spend the time and and the effort to bring cuz what also think about it this way what would be then are, are you going to send 
Will Smith, if Chris Rock won't even file a police a police report on this, the assault is against him. It's not against the state of California, right? So if he doesn't even want to file a police report, you're going to send him to to jail. To you know, you're going to send him to prison. Not really. So you're going well, to have no, him go. He's going to he's going he's to have to plead down. I just think a lot of times charges send send messages about what's acceptable behavior. And uh, to me, there are people who will watch Will Smith and they're saying, oh, good for him. And I think it sets the precedent that if somebody says something you don't like, you can smack. Well, I, I think they're talking about revoking his Oscar. I agree with you, by the way. I don't think that your professional achievement was, in some way right. should be pulled because of, of completely unrelated activity. I mean, I guess look, there's always extremes right? people say, what about if it turned out Will Smith was a mass murderer? OK, yeah, I mean, I understand, but let, I would let's, still let's give operate. him the Oscar. I mean, it doesn't mean he's not a good actor, right? <laughs> I mean, they didn't well, take O.J. Simpson's Heisman Trophy, even though, you know, he didn't get didn't? convicted. But I think most people no, he still got the Heisman. Well, but he got convicted of the other stuff. But I guess they didn't. Well, care he, he was civilly liable. I mean, I think they took. No, his no, no. He, he got to... convicted of the armed robbery. He went to prison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. The later criminal. Yeah. yeah. They, I think they took his Heisman to sell it to help pay for the civil responsibilities of his lawsuit. But they didn't take it like he's still if you right. go look at Heisman or whatever, he's still lit. Whereas they took Reggie Bush's Heisman away. Clay, so I, I don't like taking away awards. I think that's crazy. Even if people do awful things. There wasn't really. I mean, there, there was some polling done on this and. And we had a lot of people who I would say are rarely uh, in the media. I'm talking about rarely in agreement with us. We're like, yeah, you actually can't hit somebody over something like this. Interestingly enough, younger people. Um, I remember I sent you this polling data. Younger people yeah. tended to be more supportive of this. And you and I were talking about this when you're young. I think you see all these movies and, you know, your boss gets, to, you know, your boss gives you too much lip. You just, you know, crack him Smack in the jaw. Him. It's yeah. like, I mean, if you punch a middle-aged man in the face and you actually have some strength and know what you're doing, you could shatter his jaw. You could do real damage. Somebody might end up going blind in an eye. I mean, bad things can actually, and people say, you oh, that's, fall no, and hit your head. I mean, like, this is true. This, this stuff yes. happens. I mean, there was uh, I knew somebody who was, called to a a case in New York over a parking spot where a man said that a woman tried to uh, attack him by scratching his face. He punched her one time. There were witnesses. She fell, hit her head on the curb, died right there. So you can actually kill somebody by... Now, obviously, every time you throw a punch, it's not attempted murder. But I'm just saying, you know, this is something that... And, and if you've seen people, as Clay and I talked about this offline, I mean, I've seen people who get hit in the face when they weren't expecting it, and the noise that it makes and the damage it does is something that stays with you. It is really, it's ugly. It's really bad. So I think most people were were clear on this as not the way that you, when I say most, it's not a huge majority. Just to be clear, it's like, uh, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a 60-40 proposition from the polling that I saw um, in terms of, I mean, unless I'm, yeah, overall, I'm sorry, no, no, 52-47 was the polling that I saw. 52 My audience, I put it up on Twitter, and like 86% of them were in favor of what Chris Rock's perspective, right? The joke, as opposed to Will Smith. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. Look, I grew up in, uh, you know, what I would say is redneck universe culture, uh, Go, and I still love going to, you know, southern sporting events and everything else. It doesn't surprise me that there's a large percentage of men in particular uh, that believe that if something is said that insults your that, that someone insults your wife, that you should hit them. I mean, there is a huge percentage of people out there that agree with Will Smith for that reason. Um, 
and my position is if somebody says something that makes you throw a punch at them, you are the loser because you lose control of your uh, of your, you know, psycho psychologically you break. And the other thing I would point out here is, Buck, Will Smith's 53 years old. It's not like he's 18. Right. Everybody does stupid stuff when they're 18. You've been punched before. I've been punched before. Like we're not claiming that we're, you know, like perfect human beings in any stretch of the imagination. But the idea that you at 53 years old would would open hand slap another man on a stage for a joke that they made. And this has been going on for what, 80, 90 years at the Oscars. They hire comedians to come out and make jokes. And by the way, the more offensive joke that was made, if you wanted to define offense about Will and Jada, was made by women. I mean, he wouldn't have hit a woman for the joke if Chris Rock, uh, yeah. if it hadn't been Chris Rock, if Amy Schumer had made the same joke. Like, he wouldn't hit her. I, I, I do like, think the whole though, thing is strange. There was the day after, now we see what all the fallout is. Uh, this was not a stage thing, folks. Uh, there was a lot of people that are like, oh, it was stage. And no, at, at no, first, no, no. I thought th this was actually not a stage thing because. There's nothing but loss and downside. Even us talking about it, this is brand damaging for Will Smith, uh, who's somebody who doesn't need more publicity. He was about to win the Oscar for being in the movie that, you know, was among the most celebrated at the Oscars. Doesn't need more publicity. So this was because I had all these people. Oh, that that slap was fake. Oh yeah, people love to say it's fake. Uh, it's not fake. Actually, I, I will say that an early and look, we do television. The minute that they cut away and cut out all of the audio was a strong sign that there was no idea that something like this might happen among the Oscar broadcasters. And you know how this work, Buck, works, Buck. When you do television, there's a layout of what the shots are, what the clips are. Like, the Oscars is highly programmed. They know exactly who's coming out. They know exactly what they're going to read off of the teleprompter. They may not know who's going to win, but they know where everybody's seated. It's a very orchestrated process. And so when they cut the audio like they did on the American version, that's an unexpected outcome. So immediately my ears perked up when I saw that going on. Yeah. And then when you see the Australian and the, uh, and the, uh, and the J Japanese versions that are circulating, plus look. Chris Rock, people were like, oh, he didn't even try to protect himself. He didn't think he was going to get punched if, on if, the if stage. If I made a joke on radio in the radio studio, Clay, and someone walked over to me, they would have a free and open shot because it would never occur to me that they would just yes. punch me in the face while I was doing my job. That's right. So that's just real. I mean, this is not in a bar. This is not on the street. You're at the Oscars. You, it would never occur to him in a million You're years. You're in tuxedos. And he slapped him. I mean, it's, it was an open hand, yeah. which made a huge difference. Will Smith's a big guy. If that had been a closed fist punch, uh, you would have been picking up some of Chris, Chris Rock's, you know, teeth off the stage. It would have gotten really ugly. So it, you know, it wasn't a closed fist, but nonetheless, I just, we want to bring this up to you though, because there were people who, found a way first of all there were some people that agreed with us that never agreed with us on anything so we thought that was yes. kind of that was interesting but there were some people who found a way to make this about trump and i'm telling you one of them is going to surprise you and i wonder what's going on with this guy we'll come back to that in a moment when world events drive the stock market and it's so volatile and inflation's here and taking the toll on your spending power you really have to think long and hard about protecting the value of your life savings the Oxford Gold Group is doing something to help. They've made it so you can have real gold and silver delivered to your home. Gold is one of the best investments you can make with your savings account to protect the value of the money you've saved. Same kind of thing can happen with your IRA or 401k. Real gold and silver into your retirement accounts. Gold and silver traditionally hold their value 
especially when markets decline or fail. The Oxford Gold Group is the industry leader in precious metals. They'll provide you the lowest prices on the market and beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Get gold you can hold or get real gold in your IRA or 401k today. Call the Oxford Gold Group to request your free precious metals investment guide by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keywords gold IRA. You'll receive your precious metals investment guide directly to your phone and get all of your questions answered with one call to Oxford Gold. Simply dial pound 250 and say the keywords gold IRA. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. If babies in their mother's womb could speak, what would they say? In the absence of words, they share the sounds of their heart beating, telling you they're alive and growing. An unborn baby's heart is already beating at just three weeks. By five weeks, you can hear that heartbeat on ultrasound, and that's where Preborn's network of clinics step in. Preborn is the country's largest provider of free ultrasounds, and every day they rescue 200 babies' lives by connecting expectant mothers and children. Those are pregnant mothers deciding on life or abortion. Most often, they choose life. For just $28, you can provide one free ultrasound to help save a child's life. $140 will help rescue five babies' lives. Donate via cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Visit preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. Sponsored by Preborn. 
Welcome back to the Clay and Buck show. We're going to be updating you with the latest on the negotiations in Ukraine here in a few minutes. Uh, looked like as of this morning, there were some signs of progress toward a ceasefire, perhaps. And now it's looking shakier forces that may be Russian forces that may be pulled back from or at least be static uh, around Kiev. Now it's not as clear. We'll, we'll update you on where that stands where the uh, Biden administration and NATO are on all this, and then also on refund the police, which Democrats are embracing. And speaking of refunds, tax season coming up here, there's also, as we know, um, the billionaire's tax getting talked about. Clay and I will break it's that crazy. One down for you because, look, the GOP shouldn't be constantly standing around saying, don't tax the billionaires more, but. How they do such a tax and what it would mean for everybody. Just because they call it a billionaire's tax, it doesn't mean it's just going to affect the billionaires or even just going to tax the billionaires. So we got to look at some of those details and what it would mean for all of us. And it's also never enough money. Just remember that they can never the left can never take enough money from you. while they find ways to carve things out for themselves. But uh, we had mentioned this before. And and I I think this will probably be the end of our our, uh, for the day, at least the. Uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock, slap seen around the world discussion. But Howard Stern, who Clay used to listen to, I I was never a listener, but Clay used to listen to, and obviously one of the biggest names in radio, no question about it, and and built uh, uh, an empire for himself on being a, a, certainly a free speech guy and a free thinker at some level, and now he's a an ultra mask and vaccine forever kind of advocate guy. He's terrified of people who don't wear masks and also made a comparison between Will Smith and Trump. That was here you go. Listen to this. He open hand with a lot of force smacks him right in the mouth on TV. Now, the first thing I said to myself, <laughs> what the f- is going on? Is this a bit because where's security? This is a live television event. Not one person came out. Because he's Will Smith, this is how Trump gets away with Will Smith and Trump are the same guy. He decided he's going to take matters into his own hands. You know, at a time when the world is at war, bad timing, man. I mean, just, you know, calm your ass down. I just, you know, he he clearly agrees with us that the slap was wrong. How is Will Will Smith is like Trump? I I didn't get this at all. The only argument you can make is celebrities definitely get held to a different standard than anyone else. So just think about, like, first of all, Trump has never, to my knowledge, done anything physically violent, so it's a ridiculous argument. But think about what Will Smith did, Buck. He walked up on stage, attacked one of the performers in front of whatever it is, 25, 30 million people probably who were watching at that time, okay? Turns around, goes back, sits down, Nobody even says anything to him. He then wins an award, goes back up on stage, and gets a standing ovation. Tell me somebody else, anywhere, who could walk up from the crowd onto the stage, attack one of the people who is performing, return to their chair, and nobody says anything to them, ever. Like a a comedy show, a Broadway show, a uh, musical uh, performance of some sort. Can, can I just I'm not sure out, that's ever occurred. What do you think would have happened if somebody, when, you know, I don't even know if the, were the academies, did they even happen last year? I don't even remember. But we've gone through a year now, Clay, 
where the every, everyday folks will be escorted off of a plane or out of a theater and yeah. humiliated for mask refusal because yeah, that is right. dangerous and beyond beyond the pale. But to your point, with millions and millions of people watching, Will Smith gets up and uh, and commits a violent assault upon another person. And it's not even just like uh, it, it's allowed to happen. Then they're celebrating the guy later. Oh, there was there was no nothing. It, did anyone even? I, I look. I didn't. I don't watch all of it afterwards. I watched that, and then I just was looking around on the internet to try to see, you know, looking at all the different angles, yeah, you know, right. of, uh, of whether or not it was a real slap. But did anyone come out and say, uh, "Hey, man, that was really grotesque, and you shouldn't have done that"? Think about Any, that. Like celebrity, not yeah. that I saw. Not no, that I, I think saw. They're afraid. I think they're afraid. I think one. It's a black guy. And so celebrities are all like, oh, my God, I'll get called racist. I mean, honestly, I think they probably thought that. But just think about what happens at a sporting event. If somebody runs on the field during a sporting event, the guy gets tackled. He gets immediately charged with trespassing. He's not hitting anyone, by and large. He's not assaulting anyone. But he gets charged with a crime of a significant nature. And they pull the cameras away to not show whoever that nincompoop is that's out there running around on the field. Will Smith went right back to his seat. That is a different caliber of privilege than exists anywhere else. We talk a lot about privilege, white male privilege. I'll tell you what, celebrity Will Smith privilege, they yeah. let him get away with a crime and then he got an award. I mean, Alec Baldwin killed somebody and still hasn't yeah. faced any legal jeopardy that we know of of any kind quite yet. We'll talk to you about the Biden budget, defund or refund the police. That's coming up. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and... The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute's educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 